1: And I am so excited, you guys. All right, so we definitely have a great show for you today, um, as we always do. And this is a really fun one. So we have Mr. Matt Barnett, Papa Bear himself, on the podcast today. And he is, he is the owner of Bonjoro. And I'm going to be talking about Bonjoro. He's going to be sharing about it. You might say, what is that? Well, wait till you find out. You're going to be blown away. Um, but what's a really fun backstory on this um, before I introduce Matt is that I actually heard about Bonjoro way back in like 2017. And I was listening to Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income podcast, which is a great podcast. If you guys are interested in passive income, definitely check out Pat Flynn's um, Smart Passive Income. And I'll give the show a show link today in the show notes as well. But yeah, it's definitely a great podcast. And I heard um, about Bonjoro on um, that podcast. And I thought, oh my gosh, that is brilliant. I love it. So I'm actually a subscriber of Bonjoro. I've used it um, in the past a lot more when I had a smaller community, although I might start using it again because after our interview today, I had some great ideas of how I could still implement using it because it's so, 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 so powerful. And it was funny because I was sitting around about a month ago and I said, you know what? Oh my gosh, Bonjoro would be great for nonprofits. So we're going to talk about exactly what it is today. So do stay tuned. And I was sitting there going, this would be amazing for nonprofits to use. So I emailed them up and right away I said, hey, I would love for you guys to come on the podcast and share how nonprofits can utilize Bonjoro because I'm thinking this would be a great way for them to do it. And, of course, they emailed me right back, and they said, yes, we actually do that. We have a lot of nonprofits who use that in that way and also in these other ways. And I was like, oh, my gosh, please come on the show. So uh, they are here. So it was fantastic. And Matt even gives a plug to say, hey, nonprofits, if you're looking for donors, send them to me because my company actually sponsors a nonprofit every single month. So you are gonna to wanna to tune in for that. Um, all right, guys. So, um, Matt. So, and I'm not. I'm not even explaining what Bonjoro is yet on purpose because we're gonna talk about that. But Matt Barnett is definitely known as Papa Bear. We're going to tell you why as well, because there's a bear backstory in there. Big bear backstory. Um, He is a British designer by trade, and Bonjoro is Matt's second company founded out of Sydney, Australia. What started as a sales hack for an agency he was running, Bonjoro went from hack to side hustle to global business in 18 months, and now he has a team across Five actually, he said six continents now. So fantastic! Well done, Matt. Matt's love of building great products is only surpassed by that of building great culture. So we are definitely going to be look at you know what that culture means, and the bears is part of that. But his company is so much fun. They are just so down to earth, and you are going to love, love, love this podcast. And it was so much fun too, because I'm on Guam time. He's on Sydney time. we were actually in the same time zone, only an hour apart. So we were actually able to do it in our late mornings, which was wonderful. And for all of today's show notes, all of the amazing links that we have, please jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 199. Yes, you heard it right. 199. We are on episode 200 next week. Ah, so exciting, so this is great to have my uh, final 100th and some <laughs> change episode with Matt from Bajoro. Really excited about it. Once again, jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 199 to get all of today's show notes. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. Hello, 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 it's Holly Rustick with the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast and I'm here to help you grow capacity, increase funding and to advance mission. Now, that might be the, non- the mission of the nonprofit you serve or the many nonprofits that you serve if you're a consultant. And here on the show with me today, I have uh, the owner founder of Bonjoro, Mr. Matt Barnett, all the way from uh, Sydney, is with us this morning. So hello, Matt.
0: Morning, everyone. I'm uh, here in Sydney.
1: Thank you for joining us. And I I thought it was so fun because a lot of you guys know I'm based in Guam and he's in Sydney. And like a lot of times we have to do like crazy hour podcast recordings. (laughs) because of our time zone. So we're like enjoying a leisurely mid-morning conversation, which is quite nice. (laughs)
0: It's not fun. I don't don't have a coffee because I'm actually, I'm actually drank and I'm I'm awake. One of the first times ever. So this is, this is wonderful.
1: Love it. Love it. (laughs) So I just want to start off the show before you get into what Bonjoro says people in my view. What is that? Is it hello? Good morning. Is it French? What's going on? <laughs> I just want to say, no, 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 we're going to talk about that. But how I ran into you was actually listening to another podcast because as a podcast host, I'm also a podcast uh, listener of uh, the Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn. And you know, I heard about you guys back in 2017, I believe it was. And I remember I had just launched... Um, my grant writing course on Udemy, which is no longer there. It's now on my own grant writing and funding um, website. But I thought, oh my gosh, I love your product. And a lot of you, if you guys got that course back then and you remember me sending you a video right away and greeting you, that was all through the wonderful magic of Bonjoro. So I want to go ahead and uh, let Matt talk about that. But also he's going to, you guys stay tuned because he's going to talk about how nonprofits can use it to increase their donor base, like dramatically. So you definitely want to see what is that? It's a very simple mechanism that you guys can use to increase your donors and to connect and nurture them. So you definitely want to find out about that. All right, so Matt, I'm going to let you kind of take it away here.
0: What is Bonjouro? <laughs> so we are a personalized video messaging platform.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and we exist the layer that plugs into any any other platforms you're using, so any CRM, any mailing system. You can plug things like Shopify as well. But essentially, when a lead, a customer, a donor performs an action, and they're of a significant value or a or, or some other um, filter that you apply, mm-hmm. we message you on your team and say, look, Holly's just, just come into your funnel. She was a previous donor three years ago. She was pretty significant then. This would be a great time to reach out and just say hi to Holly on a personal level, check in, let her know the impact she made then and just welcome her back into, in, into, the, um, into the group. So we ping up on your team, they open their, their phone or their desktop, they do a video for Holly. We give you loads of information about her and who she is, they so can personalize that video and then off it goes to Holly. Holly's blown away, the fact you've taken it's not even about video. It's about the fact you've taken that minute to connect with her personally. Um, and then in she comes in, don't don't have for life.
1: Yes. And I love that because I, I was able to see who these people were and greet them by their first name in video and be like hey, Matt, thanks so much for getting this course, right? Um, and I see that, that you have a nonprofit in Arizona that helps like animals and, you know, so excited to have you here. If you have any questions, you can just hit reply and send me a video or a comment. Um, totally, you know, thanks, congratulations for joining us. You know, just something simple like that. And, and I love that connection. I got so many people, I can't tell you, uh, replying to that saying, no one's ever done this for me before. Right. No, one's ever sent me a personalized video. So I was like, wow, that's so cool.
0: You know, yeah, we, 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 so we actually stumbled on it because we, we, we had an agency that still runs uh, in the UK, which dealt with larger enterprise clients mm-hmm. and we were here in Australia and they were all overseas. And we're like, we're good at like the face-to-face stuff, but we're not good at e- buying emails. So we, we originally used to send them videos manually when they came in to try and like connect with them and it worked really well people lo- love the fact we would take the time we would, you know, I, I used to take a boat to work across Sydney Harbor. So I'd try and get the opera house in the background and stuff. And, nice. yeah, and then eventually, eventually one of his clients was like, Hey, this, this video thing, can we use this? And we're like, sure. And then we spent a weekend over f- with a few beers and we, and we built something they could use. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so we actually tried to like, like, I guess, scratch our own itch where again, like, like we, we, we run businesses because we love the people
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, we weren't getting that through a lot of our kind of like marketing and kind of like lead conversion stuff. So we were like, you know, stuff that we're going to get back to being us again and kind of connect one on one. Turns out it works. I think, you know, it's funny. We never really talk about ourselves as a video company, as, like internally, at least mm-hmm. we're, we're like a people company. We're, we're a loyalty company. It's all about taking time with your customers and leads, which a lot of companies struggle to do in the online environment. Yeah. Um, video happens to be an amazing medium. I mean, this is why we're here today. Mm-hmm. You know, I find it weird. If I talk to somebody on the phone now, I'm like, I can't see your face. It's just So, and that's obviously become more so over the last couple of years. A lot more people on video now. A lot of people get it. Um, mm-hmm. But video is great. The most important thing is invest a little bit more time, like individually on an individual basis with your community, with your leads, with your customers, and it will pay back dividends. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's how I've seen it. And I, you know, it's, um, it's great, because that having those relationships, and then people responding to me and, and getting to, to know them more. And like you said, it's about developing those relationships, and really seeing um, the effect you can have, like, when it's more personal, because like you said during the pandemic there's more online we've been able to to really connect more through video and everything and people are more comfortable with it um but you know you still like miss out sometimes when you're just subscribing to something or if i'm donating to something like giving tuesday for instance um while we're recording it's It's like today, right? So yay! Tuesday. Um this will be published later. But you know, you wanna, you know, I'm gonna be out there giving to my choice of nonprofit. And it's like fun to say, like if they sent me something back just to say hi, I don't need you know a bunch of like, oh, grab Thank you, Holly, sending you gifts. I want my money to support them, I don't need anything in return. But having a high back is quite a nice thing, and that's like the relationship, right? That we really want to build with our customers or our clients or our donors. So, yeah, I think this has been huge to say bonjour. Okay. What you guys like, what I like about it though, is um, also it's easy to use, so. Yeah. You know, you could jump on Loom, say, make a recording. You can use other things, but Bonjour, how it's integrated, like you first started talking about, it's gonna ping you and it's gonna remind you, and it's gonna give you the information about the person. So you can really remember who that is specifically and kind of, you know, know how to send that video back to them. So can you kind of talk about that a little bit more? Because I think that's really interesting.
0: Yeah, so so it's pretty integrated. So again, if you can plug it into a system, Uh, which you don't have to do but that's kind of the way people generally use it is that, again, we'll notify you when a person in your funnel hits a certain trigger. So that that could be their annual donation time is coming up and you want to make sure that they deliver on that or you want to reactivate them. It might be they they haven't, you know, come in or haven't donated for six months. It might be they're they're a new donor that comes in. It might be that they've hit a certain donation value. But the idea is when that point is hit, the same as your other automation you build, we notify one of your team and say, hey, it's time for you to do a video for X again. We pull all the information about that, that person so you can see where, where, where they're from, who they are, how many donations they've done before, what the donation amount is, um, et cetera, et cetera. So you can post that video, you record it, it takes 40 seconds, you press go, and then you get back to work. So we then handle all the delivery for you and all the tracking and everything else. So there's no copying links and dumping into email and sending it out and trying to feed that back again. It's just one system that kind of works. So the idea is it's very quick to do because, so like we always say automate processes never relationships. Mm-hmm. Automation is great. Do the bit that a human can't do, but you need to invest in the stuff that a human can do. So the idea here is it's 40 seconds of your time.
1: Mm-hmm. The
0: rest of it you, you shouldn't be doing.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. So what was that again? automate processes, not relationships? Exactly. I love that. That's such a that's such a quote.
0: <laughs> and um I think like me and you were talking the other day, so I, like I essentially like like we as a company. Give quite a lot to charity, yeah. So we, we we do the whole thing. It's called one percent pledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's quite rare, when we started a lot more companies now doing it, where by one percent of our profits, equity, um, time, and like um, products all go to, all go to charities. Um, it's interesting because we love to make an impact, and like, we're not Salesforce. We don't give fifty million dollars a year away. It's um, so the money we give away. We want to make sure that actually has an impact. And one of the few things that can tell us is, is, is when a charity comes back, they're like, hey, Matt, Simon, and Ollie, this is, yeah, thanks, thanks to the nation, this is where it goes. Um, and to be able to see that and be able to see, the especially the people, where it's people-based, it actually impacts on the personal level. Do you think we're more likely to go and give back to them the following year versus if we just get an automated thank you saying, you've now given this much money to the Cancer Council, this is where it goes, this is what it does. And that's fine. And we know why we, we, we gave it to them in the first place. But when someone comes back and they're like, this money goes here, thank you so much. And they're emotional. Then we're like, oh, I remember that person. So it's not, it's not that we don't know where to give charity, but with so many options out there, we want to we make sure that our, that our, that our funds uh, are having an impact on a personal level. And yeah. it's, you don't often see that. So with us, it's about decision fatigue. We're like, okay, well, here's a million charities. I'd rather just keep giving to you know, the one each January that we know is gonna, gonna work for us. It, it, it's simpler. Yeah. Um, so we don't, we don't again, we, we don't stop giving to a company or to a charity because we, we've gone off their cause. It's because there's lots of other options. Yeah. And it's all about impact. So again, yeah, I, if, if, someone, if Sony builds a relationship with us, then, then we're going nowhere. The same as business, to be honest, the same, same reasoning.
1: Yeah. It's relationships. It really is. It all comes down to that. So I love that you're, you touched on that too, to be like, you know, somebody is like personal with me, of course, like, and I always tell people too, like, um, you know, if you want someone to come on your board or if you want someone to give, one of the best ways to do is to call them. Right. And personally, if you know them, like ask them, <laughs> you know, so this is kind of that same way, but kind of reaching out to somebody, maybe you don't know, but if they give to you, you have their name and you can thank them personally using their name, which is so powerful, right? On video and being like, hey, and just showing them. I like that how you showed, um, you know, the opera house in the background. You know what I mean? Like just showing where you're at, too, is really good. So even having a little video, you could like, here's the, you know, here's what you guys are supporting and scan your phone around to show like whatever equipment came in or the people that are there, you know what I mean? Or what's going on to give them a behind the scenes. and that that is going to create longer term relationships absolutely than just a letter or just a generic thank you right so
0: yeah yeah, it's more trusty content the more the more real these things are and this is this is a whole change of video is that we're no longer you can see me it's no longer perfect lights and everything's everything's real like i'm in the office here doing this and then i'm going back to work like it's it's a real people like that people like this is a real this is a real bit of content this is a real person this is a real cause Um, So I think that actually is massively beneficial in pushing up trust.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I love, I just want to thank you too, because the 1% pledge, that's, I like saw your website was looking through all of your stuff and I was like, Oh, what is that? I didn't even know about that. So now my company said, you know, giving Tuesday, we're giving 1% of our sales for this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, this is fun because I've always been like involved with boards because, you know, there's a part of that to that 1% pledge, right? Where you're volunteering or delivering your expertise. But I just wanted to uh, personally thank you for for you guys stepping up because now it's inspired me to step up and hopefully other entrepreneurs and other companies to really step up too. Cause like you said, like my sales aren't going to be what sales forces are either.
0: Right? Uh, but if you start, here's the point. Yeah. If you start now, this is a cultural thing. So the yeah. team and for you, for, for like, again, if you have a company, if you start the culture when it's small, then as you grow and you become a sales force, it's so ingrained that no one questions it. So people know when they join the company, this is what you do. The board know, investors know, customers know people coming in know as well and so it's just not something you question and again like the impact might not be as big today like it will still have an impact like Mm -hmm. trust me it will Mm -hmm. but that impact can grow over time and it just becomes part of your thesis again rather than going one day ah how do do we and the least everyone knows what it means and so people get better at it as well so are we going to be better at making impact in 10 years than we are now if we carry on this way absolutely if we started in 10 years we'll be starting from scratch and being like (laughs) How do we make the biggest impact, doesn't I?
1: Yeah, it's like changing the business model almost.
0: Exactly, <laughs>
1: yeah. And then it's like, oh, that's a lot, right? So if you just come in and it grows kind of steady, yeah. then it's, yeah, it's not as like <laughs> shocking. Exactly. But yeah, I love that so much. I was like, that's so smart. And I, I know that a lot of donors and consumers are really looking at companies and saying, what is your corporate social responsibility? What are your methods? You know, how is your, what, how is your business model developed? And I think that's important too, to know that people are looking at your nonprofit, how it's structured at your business, how it's structured, right? You know what I mean? So they really want to know where their money is going and to be transparent with, with that as well. So that's, that's a really good thing. So as far as Bonjora, so we're looking at like I mean, just on the basis you guys are hopefully understanding what it all is, because it's pretty simple. And, you know, you can get pinged with different notifications that you set up. So if somebody subscribes maybe to your newsletter, you can get a ping that goes directly to your phone, and then you can take a quick video right on the app and bam, send it to them so fast. You can get pinged for uh, if they donate, you can get, so there's, you can set up however you want to be alerted, and you can set it up in multiple ways, and it'll tell you exactly what happened. So it's not like you have to go in on the back end of your computer constantly and see what's going on, who signed up for what. This is all going to automate once you set it up and send it to you. Right. So this is as simple as it can really be to use. It's not complex as far as I know on the back end. I'm sure it's very complex, but other than the programming, but as a user, it's very simple and efficient. So um, are there other ways that you see nonprofits utilizing Bonjoro?
0: Yeah, so I'll i chat through a few examples. I think it's best here. Yeah. Um, I think so. So two broad buckets of how you use it. Yeah. One is on a, on a daily, weekly basis, and the other one is is campaign driven. Mm-hmm. Um, different funds work in different ways. Um, you probably have a little bit bit of both of these. Um, now campaigns are will start first because they because they're quite easy because you build mens behind them. Essentially, in, ca- in campaigns, you're going to have drives around certain times of the year. Um, and those drives are going to involve engaging with all your active donors and probably trying to reactivate your old donors. Mm-hmm. So, these are two great ways to use it. So, one is go out to all your active users. It's, it's you know, again, let's use the holiday season. The holiday season's here. Great times going like back back, back to donors, doing a drive around Christmas for, you know, a charity there. Um, we see a lot of companies that's like, so we work with, um, it's like, I think the like Cure is a good example. So, Cure works with disabled children around the world doing like life giving. Um, uh, operations and so they'll do campaigns on a quarterly basis they'll drive it around something so they will do one around christmas and when they do it they will have um team out in the field with children and they will go to their highest donors they actually because it's such a big organization they they, they they do tear it out yeah but they'll go to the higher the high donors and actually do videos for them in hospital with some of the kids um in you know sierra Leone and places like that um, and they're like this is where your money went yeah and what will happen off the back of that in this period is that they will actually not only um make sure that donations coming in again they'll actually increase those donations and they'll also increase referrals so if you don't think that someone who's done that is going to go and show Mm -hmm. everyone else like look at where this money went that's what happens they also do a big drive around reactivating past again like donors of a certain size Mm -hmm. uh, and they'll use a similar strategy but there they will tend to do it like a message and that's an send it out to, to groups of people. So they won't put as much time into it, but they will use it and they'll go like, okay, like white, um, you know, USA customers, like USA donors of the size, more active, less active. And they'll kind of like strategize, strategize it out. And they'll send them a video. They'll also link people to either donate and reactivate. They'll also link them to other content. So one of the things to do as well as a secondary point of view is they will try and drive um, viewership of their um of other videos that do on YouTube um, because they know that obviously then funnels in and leads to more shareability and more donations down the line.
2: Um,
0: So the last campaign they did, I think they beat their their fundraising goals in a week um, as an average of, I think, 10K on their highest donors, like 10K per high donor. And they tripled the amount of viewership on on their video content as well. Which is then trickled down like the months between the next campaign. So very much around like we're going for this. We're going to reactivate users, and we're going to make sure that existing users so reactivate um, donors and make sure that existing donors come back in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you look at ongoing stuff, this is really interesting. So, a good example here is YMCA camps in the states. Do a lot of stuff with camps. These camps happen all the time. So we have what happens is whatever new donations come in, the camp. Um, whoever's running the camp the camp team will be thanking people on a daily basis so every time you do that and they do it for all donors yeah because they're they're on their feet with the kids all day they're always around so whenever something comes in no matter how small they'll be like hey i'm troy i'm here at the camp uh just want to say thanks this money will go to x this season so it's directly like this is where your money goes you don't receive all the usual emails about where this goes and all that but just want to say thank you myself because you have obviously like quite a large team. They're able to, to, to share this between the team and do it like, like really well. Right. They do do campaign work as well. So they will do end of the season. They'll go and thank all the parents and tell them something about their kids. And then before the next season, they'll do the same again to make sure that parents can make on or refer other parents to come in again. Yeah. Uh, and there they have a very much a like constant strategy of engaging everyone who comes to the funnel rather than just campaign based. I think that's really good if you can do it. Um, that is harder for smaller teams. It's easier for large teams. Again, the YMCA camp teams are are, are significantly big. Um, If you're a small team, it's probably easy to start off with campaigns and you have a set goal that you're after. Um, So again, with Christmas coming out, with the holiday season, if you have campaigns going out now, that's a good time to do this. Yes. And the reactivation and making sure that your existing donors come in, I can't think it is as important reactivation we understand it's very binary we got money off those again of this year but actually having your existing supporters not only come back in but potentially increase their donation mm-hmm. um, but also go and tell other people it's hugely powerful and i think there's a like this is the same for charities and for businesses like us mm-hmm. it's something like seven times cheaper to keep an existing donor than it is to go and get a new one so these again, reactivations existing are more important than new donors coming in in the long yes. run in terms of like the ease to get more donation out of them. Yes. Um, which I'm mean assuming kind of everyone kind of knows. Yeah, but like the, the, the new shine stuff, the reason these aren't specifically not to make new leads all the time is that I think this is really important. Um, it's more cost effective. You're going to have a much higher success rate. Right. Um, the other area that we get used is around community. And again, this depends on your organization, um, but retention of community, I think is very important. So you probably have your donors come in, in, into a community or you might have, again, your top donors come into a more exclusive community where, where, where they're more, more behind the scenes.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: if you have community managers or if you have someone who sits across that, constantly engaging those, those community members and inviting them and, and welcoming them into a community as well mm-hmm. can be a really good excuse to have another engagement point with them. Yes. Um, Again, if you have a community manager, that person should be doing this. They're like, hey, I'm Amy. i run in the community here. Any questions, please let me know. Um, again, another example is uh, we have someone who runs, uh, I get her name wrong, Siobhan, I think it's Irish name, um, runs a community um, uh, where you know, a good community retention at three months is probably 60, 70%. Mm-hmm. Um, she welcomes all the community in, um, it's the Heart Foundation, and I think their retention is like 98% nice because people don't just come in and then go silent and drift away she's like here you are here's what you need to do any questions you let me know and she's she's pretty full on um but does like 20 30 of these without fail like every single day Mm -hmm. um and that retention ultimately leads to higher retention of donors
1: right which is less money that it takes nonprofits to hit new donors, right? It's, it's it's exactly, less time they have to take, like, it's, it's so efficient to, because if somebody gives to you once, they obviously support you, they align with you, they are the right fit. Um So it's so much easier, yeah, just getting them to continue with you or to up their, their donation, because they're already, you've already done the marketing for them, you have them, right? So now it's a like, w-
0: Sure. <laughs> yeah and we're, we're we're like we are a like lapsed donor because because we get to so react like we, we let the team pick charities every month um
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, but there's months where everyone's like oh we don't have a new one and i'm like so what do we do here and sometimes sometimes we'll end up like just forgetting like to be honest because we get busy right. um or sometimes we'll go back to an a, a, like an existing um or, or past donor mm-hmm. that we're given to um, if one of those i'd <laughs> like they're not all great at engaging us some of them i'm like if you just come back to me and it happens to be the right month i'll be like oh why don't we give to so on and so on so you, you need your excuses to like to re-engage people on you yeah, and again if you're taking time it's going to stand out more than a normal like than an email will that yeah. gets filtered off um so so much of this is like so much of this and if you've done this enough like you've done engagement you know it's about climbing
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know like you just happen to hit someone someone's like oh i was just thinking about where i was going to put you know, you know a non-profit tax return
1: mm-hmm. for the last three months yeah
0: I love it. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So you can't have any excuses again. The, the, the balance I would say here is is around fairly giving us campaign size of team. You know, you might not be able to get benefactors involved. You know, I mentioned Cure does this where they go into hospitals in Sierra Leone, and like it is so powerful. Yeah, like, to say someone's name and in, in the hospital, you're like, that's where my money's going. It's right there. Again, not always e- easy to do, but you don't have to do that. yet. I think again, like with the one they don't involve obviously the kids um, for like some reasons, but they like it, it's 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 people working at the IMCA who are saying like personally thank you again. Right. So you it's not necessarily the benefactors; it's it's the team. But that's also very powerful.
1: Mm-hmm. So you have
0: to go the whole way. Um, you just can't do what works for you. And your team.
1: I could see like a lot of nonprofits or some nonprofits they have like AmeriCorps team so it's like a bunch of volunteers or interns. Like this would be a great thing that you ideal, yeah, and they'd have fun. And with- they're
0: passionate. Yeah. And they're passionate, and they've got energy unlike us who are older and j- more jaded. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're appropriate, Yeah. Um, I mean, but, sorry. One more case by it is virtual events. I think this was. I don't know where this will go from here. I know the last couple of years, a lot of the events went onto virtual, mm-hmm. and so we had a lot of event organisers, instead of um, obviously being able to meet and greet people in person, were doing videos to message out, meet and greet remotely thank them and, and get them involved because it was quite hard to get people involved in virtual events as well yes. um so again but where, where that will go this year i imagine there will still be some virtual events there's a balance hopefully people will open up obviously a lot more yeah um but yeah like use your yeah interns so much energy
1: yeah but i, I think yeah i think you like you're saying i think virtual is here to stay like i Thing, I believe it's gonna just be a part of the culture now because now people are used to using it. They see a lot of the ease, obviously a lot of in-person is gonna happen again as well. But I think that virtual is just, there's gonna be a component always now. You know, So I think this is a great way that you say that it's a good way to connect still. Um, Because there is a lot more convenience and reduced cost with virtual, especially for nonprofits. So how can you increase, like, get back to those in-person donation kind of amounts or fundraising um, at a virtual event? So that could be a great way that you could really increase that because really it's about getting them involved in the virtual event, you know, or feeling seen, right, or heard. So
0: Uh, running a virtual event is is more cost-effective. Mm-hmm. so rather than going oh we'll just save all that money potentially go well, we'll invest that money in in in, in other comms pieces because you're still competing against non-virtual events yeah you know I, I, someone shaking someone's hand versus something that's the kind car of like that that is less um tactile is like it's hard but, that, yeah. but that's your competition so 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 my suggestion is you can do virtual like still invest in it
1: yeah
0: i um, like you know, so how would that-, and that, and that investment is potentially time Okay. So again, like doing things like this take time. Yeah. Like this is going to cost you in time. But that's fine. It, I mean, like, like I just think about some one um one virtual event like Sam's fans, um, who helps like kids with like creative therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sam who runs it. So so she's the face of the charity. She's the one who does all the engagement with the virtual stuff. Um, even though like the team's quite big now, she does it on her porch with a glass of wine, mm-hmm. uh, which is said. Isn't favorite for every every charity, but kind of like because she's a face, people kind of know that she's there and she's very human, she's very relaxed, and she'll do it in the evenings and she's having a glass of wine and be like and going and like hit up twenty people and do that every day for like you know, the fourteen days up to the event. And mm-hmm. people love it because that that's what's always sold is that she's very approachable and she's she's the person behind it. Um, so again, like if you, you're your leaders, you might be surprised. We talk about interns, but your leaders might be the ones who want to step in. yes
1: um,
0: and it's not about looking perfect. It's not it's not the, yeah. the key behind this.
1: Yeah, you know, I love that. I mean, it's for me, it's like even when I'm traveling and I've been able to pop on the phone and just like, <laughs> you know, like what's going on? Like, okay, I'm in video, whatever. And, you know, so it's kind of fun. Or um, even here because we're on an island, so going down to the beach is a lot of fun. Yeah. I'll like scan my phone and you'll see some fish in the water. You know, like it's just you want to show them like where yeah, you're yeah. at You're right? It's, it's there's so much um behavior.
0: Being in Australia and I'm British, so this is not normal. But like, we had a python on our roof the other day, and I was, and I still welcome a few customers every day. We do it to keep to make sure we keep in touch with the front line. Um, but I was out and I was like, "Hey, check out this python!" <laughs> like people, are just like, this is the most Australian thing I've ever seen, and they're like, "Oh my god, with with," and they're like, "Bonjour for life," and it just sounds so silly
2: because yeah. they're
0: not signing up to see pythons. But when you do that, people are just like, "This is hilarious." Yeah, we like you guys. what like we're in.
1: I love it. Um, no, one thing you guys I mean, do do though is the bears. You do the bear yeah. out, <laughs> which is super cute. So where did that come from? You guys like basically get up in like pajamas, like onesies.
0: It it's just it's kind of got out of control. Um, I don't know. We start off with the bears, like like look, we like, we we want the brand that's kind of like I'll say B two C in a B two B environment. I mean, it's like we're we're business to business company. so our, our customers are our businesses um, mm-hmm. or funds. Uh, whereas you generally see that environment, everyone's a bit more like proper and well behaved. And then in you know, consumer environments, you can do it a bit more fun. And we're like, we'll stuff that, we'll just bring the fun into the business side because everyone's like like, like like we are today. Um, and then we started the bear thing, and then we started giving bear suits to customers. And then we started, everyone who, come, who joins the company designs their own bear suit. We have this team of old grannies in the north of England that like hand knit these bear suits the team. <laughs> And then it's just, and then we end up sponsoring bears. I was saying earlier, we sponsor like a couple of koalas for like Pathfinder's kids. Um, and basically, anything bear just becomes part of the company. And I, I think it's nice. You see how, that, how far that rabbit hole goes. Um, look, I, I'm a massive fan of brand, by the way. Um, from day one, if you start anything, start starting a new charity, uh, starting a new company, starting a new consultancy, like get. Think about brand on day one, don't wait until you're big and then go, oh, what we're, you know, a brand, a brand isn't the color of your logo.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it's like how you speak to customers. it's how you hire, it's it, it the values that you, that, like, if you get brand right, you'll hire better. Mm-hmm. If you're brand right, you'll attract the right donors who agree with your cause and your ethics, um, you know, and, and, and these, these are not all like the same. So I think in, if you differentiate and stand out and do a really good job, Mm-hmm. That's when people rem- will remember you, and so for us, look, our brand doesn't work for every 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 person. Some people don't like it. But like you guys aren't serious enough, and we're uh, like,
2: we're not we're not we're,
0: <laughs> not, we're not, we're <laughs> not, a company for you then. Yeah. Like, fine, <laughs> let's not, go and work with someone else. Um, yeah. and people are scared of doing that. Like, we want to appeal to everyone. It's not the idea, and so like, I, I was suggesting that as a charity is the same thing. So, again, we're more, we have certain areas we like to invest in for, from a, a donation perspective we always have certain types of teams and types of impacts where you know we actually want to make more we want to make sure that our dollars make a big impact so we tend to give to smaller teams
2: mm-hmm.
0: so so anyone listening to this podcast by the way if you've got something awesome like email me mommy matt bonjour let us know what you're up to because we're looking for more people to to, to, to back um, the bigger the impact we can make we're less likely to give to it to like the counts council than we are to like a small startup but we want to make sure you make a difference. And we want to make sure that you're absolutely passionate and that you know you're, you're doing something different and see how we can help you. Um, oh,
1: that's amazing. You're
0: gonna get some emails, <laughs> and so, and some people we have we back. I'm like, they have done such a good job of standing out. And there's passion throughout the industry, like, that's, that's, not, that's, not, that's not the right question, but that doesn't always come to the forefront,
1: right?
0: Right? I've been about brand positioning for like hours. Um, but again, just like if you haven't thought about brand yet, I haven't really addressed that, do it. Uh, the number one thing we'll help you with is like building your team and hiring because you will avoid bad hires, which as you scale is an extremely expensive mistake to make.
1: Yeah. Having
0: been yeah. Through it a few times. You know.
1: Absolutely. I know one thing I just started doing, which I don't know why I wasn't doing it before, but it was just kind of brought to my attention was for people coming on my podcast too, I have a question about my values. Like, do you align with this, right? You know what I mean? To make sure that they support uh, women's equality and that they're not racist. And I actually, you know, as long as you support these (laughs) movements, come on, you know? So I think that just simple things like that. And and that all goes back to like what you mentioned was values. And I'm so big on like knowing your values because that's really your brand, right? When it comes down to it. So I imagine one of your value words um, or themes might be fun or playful, right? You know what I mean? Because you guys have that in your brand. I don't know, but
0: yeah. creativity. I think we, 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 we can of all lead to it. You know, like, like I tell this, yeah, I think our values need to look over because our teams, I think we we wrote them with a team of three and now our teams, you know, almost 10 times that size. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think, I don't think the core ones are... Gone, I think they've matured and developed because again, like your, your team helps you build, like helps you build. And we've also changed, you know, as you got older and you know, and more so the course of that. But it doesn't remind me, I think, I think, I think you have to readdress maybe a couple of years and make sure that the team agrees.
2: Because agree. if you
0: have a team that you, and it's not like, you it's not you necessarily know, so, like if you have good highs and they're not the wrong values, but again, they might be like, well, you you missed this point, this is really important. You're like, turns out we we all do believe that and we live by it, we haven't just written it down and tabled for life.
1: Absolutely. I also I find that sometimes, even if the value words don't change, the hierarchy. So this year, we might be focused more on this value. So it comes up more, whatever. Right. So okay. I, I yep. find with that, like playfulness with the, with just even the hierarchy of the weighting of the values. <laughs> so yeah, I do totally nerd out on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So you talked about, too. I really want to touch on your growth of your company. So you started off, um, you know, in Sydney, right? Or were you in the UK? Cause you said you're, from the UK, oh, in Sydney, but now you have branches all over. So you have in the states, you have all over the place. So, like, how has it? How has it kind of grown? And what was the decision behind that? Just for people listening who might be thinking about scaling their nonprofit or their company, and kind of what the thought process was behind that.
0: Yeah, we're on six continents now, but we're not. We're not a, a team. We're just. We're just quite uh, distributed. So we, I, like, I mean, look, 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 the fan team. I'm from the UK, you know, one of the founders is is, is Kiwi quite from New Zealand. And he's lived in the UK for years, lived in Canada, now he's back in Australia. One of the other guys is Australian. Um, we I don't care where you're from. Uh, Sydney is a very like, and this is not Australia, but like Sydney is a massive multi-part of culture. So if, if for those who've been here, if you move here, you end up with a friendship group that is absolutely not Australian or English, or like you end up with like some Australian, some English. French, Swedish, Brazilian, Argentinian, like, like it's, it, it, it's a massive melody part of culture, which I think helps as well. So you find people here are very comfortable with, uh, and the exciting thing about, about being here is all the different cultures. And so for, for our company, one, one of our own values is that we like embrace different cultures. Like, we find it makes a better business because we'll get different viewpoints, you know. And with us, with our customer base, we are 50% US, um, probably another 15% Canada, and then europe follows next like uk denmark germany um holland as well are pretty big and then australia kind of comes at the back of the pack uh-huh. know, because because australia's got 25 million people the states has got 354 hundred so it's just a numbers game right. um, because of that because of those two things so again like our values and the customer base that we have when we hire we have to hire different, different countries because if we if we hire all Australians here, would we understand? if we, we hire all Australian males in Sydney, would we understand? You know, female leaders in Canada, like probably not. We get things wrong. So, like by having a different team in place, we cover more bases. Make sure we build better product. Make sure we 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 target customers um, and we understand cultural and, and 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 human differences.
2: Yeah.
0: Secondly. It's look, it is more fun, but also it means that we don't have to restrict ourselves to hiring decisions on a location, which means we can hire better be- be- better, people. Okay. Um, so we can hire the best, like, you know, just like one of our, our head of partnerships is, is a guy from Texas who lives in Romania because his wife's Romanian and doing a few years there and he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if we were like, Romania is a weird time zone, we can't do that, we wouldn't have hired him. We've been restricted to hiring somebody, you know, in, in the valley in the States. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have got him and i'm pretty sure he's uh, he's better than any of the highs we looked at so it, it just opens up where you can get talent from best talent for the role irrespective mm-hmm. of of area like uh, time zones, times zones do have an impact so i'm not saying they don't mm-hmm. but and oh, sorry and there's a lot of challenges which i can talk to you. like it's not easy mm-hmm. it is hard um, but i think the opportunities far outweigh those challenges
1: yeah I agree. I mean, I think more and more people are getting used to that, especially now that people, you know, we're seeing the whole like freelance work from home, like thing just skyrocket, you know, and people are realizing that, oh, it's not really like, hours to get things done it's it's like you know your focus you're getting product focus instead of like hourly focus like working on that way and even if you're delegating to a team that way too it's not really how many hours did you put in this week it's how did you get x y and z done and maybe changing those things then that makes it easier to overcome the time zone or right all those other things
0: deliverables yeah it's deliverables it's like uh, People are like, oh, do we do time? Tra-? I'm like, I don't care about time tracking. I'm like, oh, I don't want, like, oh no, yeah, like, just need to get things done. And if you're, like, I assume if you're younger, you might work longer hours because you're gonna be punching you above your weight, you know. And if you're older and you know stuff, you might, you have a family, you probably need to work less, less hours because you want to spend more time with your kids. Yeah, which is like, yeah, kind of fair, yeah. So like, it's, it's just like you need to, do the job. However, you get to that stage is fine. Um, look, communication difficult with time zones because you know you have frustrations if someone's frustrated and you can't get that response from someone else he has got 12 hours out of sync like yeah. it, it could be hard you might need something immediate um we used to fly a team together like once a year minimum so we did we went like everyone came here to australia we went to edinburgh i think two years ago flew everyone over there yeah for a week um it was supposed to be the philippines last year but um travel to well, last year last year um everyone's flights were coming in they all got cancelled um, so like, we now have got a team that we've never met, which is kind of weird. Um, but one of the things we do do is having a, you know, a, t- a distributed team, we will fly everyone together, which sounds extravagant and expensive. It's cheaper than having offices for everyone around the world. So, again, this is back to like the thing I was saying about, you know, like, if you save money, don't just look at that as like a saving, look at that as a, as a way to invest in other areas. So we'll invest by taking everyone away for a week and we'll work. Mm-hmm. part of the time but that's mostly about culture and we'll have like teams cooking together every night and stuff and it's really important and it builds a close team but if you have a distributed team find ways to get them together
2: yeah
0: I, like a person will always be the best way but find other ways to do it mm-hmm. um, you know again challenges but it's just you have to trust me on this it, 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 it pays off I think some again Australia is very open to us because we're, we're mostly immigrants mm-hmm. the state the states obviously you're historically older so and australia is a big place so you might think in terms of states versus countries that's already a better way to go um, but if you're in the states like think about australia south africa the uk there's plenty of english-speaking countries where you might find talent that's less competitive mm-hmm. that fits your user base um
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had people help me, you know, from the Philippines, obviously we are, cause we're pretty close um, there as well. And yep. uh, India, uh, Georgia, the country of Georgia, like, you know, all yep. over the place. And it was really about like, who's the best fit. So, you know, it was finding, like you said, and then working around time zones and, and just coming up with more of those deliverables and what, when we need to actually meet. So online, right. <laughs> It really works and it's fine, right? So there's some different components too, where when I'm sleeping, then they're able to handle it stuff that comes up with customer service or whatever, cause it's, they're awake in their time zone. So, you know, it's really, oh, there's also those kind of benefits, right? So when you're working with them.
0: Um, work, which yeah. is a benefit. It also means that I used to, I stopped at 5am and I'm like, this is my, my me time from five till nine. No, no more. Like five to nine is just like my American team time. And yeah. then my like evenings and my UK team time. So it also means like, you so then you have to put in, it's pretty, 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 you have to have a work life balance. So the other, if you do this, you need to have hard stops where people switch off Slack and you switch off email and you spend time with family. Um, yeah. you to be very, you just make sure your team do that as well because it will burn out yes. because it's very easy to be on online like 24 seven
1: yeah i know it's it's like i've got I've I mean, this
0: is a life lesson really, is not yes i've got
1: happy with my airplane mode felt <laughs> so, like i just like nope nothing coming yeah. you know but this is awesome so you guys you know thank you for touching all of these different things and just to kind of recap before we talk about a launch you guys have coming up is um to really you guys if you're listening out there and nonprofits, you can really utilize bonjoro once again through ongoing day-to-day weekly with touching base with your donors, touching base with people who are coming in, um, just getting refreshed and then like, oh yeah, we need to reach out to so-and-so. And you can also do it as a, as a campaign driven. So end of year is coming up, uh, you know, a lot of ways that you can touch your donors in a different way. It does not, and it really shouldn't be a highly produced video. That's kind of like a different thing. If you want to go there, this is just simple, Like you said, 40 seconds on the phone. Hey, um, Matt, thank you so much for supporting us this year. We really appreciate it. This is what your money has gone to. This is what we have coming up for 2022. Uh, We would love for you to still be involved. You know, bam, right? So it can be very, very simple as far as really driving campaigns and then ongoing and weekly and having that connection with your donors. And I've really seen a lot of nonprofits that this is the place, and you've even mentioned it, that they kind of fall short in, right? Um, And maybe they're like, I just can't handle all that. It's like, you can get volunteers, board members, um, you know, different people involved to do these little videos. And it actually takes less time than writing a long email or (laughs) like creating a pride production video that you're going to send to everyone the same thing. Like it takes less time and it takes less money, you know, and there's more, it actually has a higher... uh, benefit then as well. So definitely something to do. And you freelancers out there too, this is a way you can connect with your clients, right? You have leads come in the door. You can send them a short video just to be like, Hey, I know we talked last week, just following up bam, right? Send them a quick video. This is a great, great way. So I've used Bondoro. I'm going to look at different ways after this conversation, I had more ideas on how I can utilize it in my business. So I can reach out to everyone as well, but, you know, just in, in those really personable ways. So but yeah, so that's awesome. So, Matt, did you want to add anything to that before you talk about what you guys have coming
0: up? I think with this, but this is a, again, anything you want to try, don't get scared and go, we need to do all the things. Just oh, like good. test, testing something, test it for half an hour. So, with, with, with Bonjour, it'd be like, send 10 videos to yeah. past donors, see what happens. Like, you know, it's not, a big, it's not a big time input. If it works, do more of it and then yep. a bit more and a bit more and a bit more yeah um you don't have to go or it's not you have to like all your stuff in and kind of go and get the whole team around it yeah like those things are scary because they'll fail like if you try half an hour bells because um so like be open minded test the stuff it might work for you might not but you never know yeah so you give it a go
1: absolutely thank you for that and what do you guys have coming up so i'm, I'm interested to hear about it because i haven't heard about it yet yeah
0: it's interesting so like the if you look at where where we kind of work like the the, the side or the real reason bonjour works is basically starts to be a loyalty with with donors with with customers yeah because again you're taking time with them so on the back of that we start to have a lot of users using us to start to collect um video testimonials because customers would reply by video and be like can i give you a testimonial this is amazing yeah. so we just basically facilitate to make that a bit easier so if we look at loyalty and we go there's one is engaging engagement with your users the other one is like collecting great content back from users to share out. So we're, we basically are gonna launch a product that is a really simple way to collect, manage, and then then share out um, video testimonials, case studies, um, build walls of love from all your you know, donors and customers. Um, I know this is something that's traditionally done in, in businesses, but I think charities like should do this more. Um, look you know like look things like e-commerce and like how that how the how they do it and how much they're doing by reviews as a charity if you have donors like me i've given to you come in and say look we gave this much money the team got back let me where let me know where it went it's been amazing seeing the journey and we will absolutely keep donating because the impact this team are making yeah. that is the most convincing thing you can have talking about you know your fund and what you do so If you don't have it ready, like regardless, get those kind of videos. Like videos, again, great way to communicate. They're very honest, very transparent. Uh, Hopefully by the time this goes live, we will have that product live and you can go and give it a test. Um, But video, we're just doubling down on both sides. Um, Give it a go. See what you think. Give us some early feedback and have fun with it.
1: Awesome. I love that. So yeah, I love that. that, that, That's a great way to look at it too, is gathering those testimonials because video testimonials, those are great from your donors, like, woo, you know, saying that they're excited to give and, you know, just saying what impact has had on their life too. Right. So not only what your nonprofit is doing, you're also helping impact people's lives because giving is so therapeutic and there's so many, so much benefit behind giving right so that's oh, I love that yes so that's a great way And even with your clients too you can gather those testimonials um they have a wall
0: of like everyone who's benefited and there's like thousands of people saying this this changed my life like oh that's so I cool. mean what, what else do you need
1: I love it called the wall of love that's the so wall ch- of love <laughs> yes so you can have like and you know because there is there's a lot of those that have like the actual physical walls, right? Like they have the nameplates or whatever. So this could be like your virtual like wall on your website or something, right? It's company, well.
0: This company called Basecamp that I think were the maybe the first ones to do it where it's just a, a software company.
1: Mm-hmm. So they have
0: this wall of like reviews, but it's now like a hundred thousand long. It's like it's nice. and it's ridiculous. Yeah, if you, you score like, for like a day. And so basically anyone who goes there is like Okay, we'll we'll give it a go. Like that many people can't <laughs> be wrong, and it's just it's got so ridiculous now. But it's so powerful. So you don't have to go, go to that that thing. But I think if it's something that you're constantly collecting in and sharing out, and it's recent, and people look at it and they're like, it, it doesn't take a lot of, like you know, if you have ten people saying something, it's amazing. Yeah, people are like it must be amazing. You have to get thousands. Yeah, like it, 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 But it's, awesome. it's also in nonprofits there is so much room to embrace new things like this yes. and jump ahead. Because again, like like ultimately you are competing for donor mm-hmm. funds. Yeah. I know, not, I know not, like we don't like to talk about that because everyone's doing good good things, mm-hmm. but that's where you are. If you believe your cause is, is that powerful, then you should do, in which case, mm-hmm. like get that up. There's easy ways to compete by like going that one step further with customers. you know, yes. going that one step forward with like sharing out, you know, your, your successes mm-hmm. in a very transparent, you know, non-highly produced ways.
1: Yes. Oh, thank you for mentioning that too. Yes. Yeah. So one of the things I hear a lot from nonprofits is how do I stand out in the noise? How do I stand out in the giving noise? How does my nonprofit get noticed? Right. Because there is, there's all this going on and especially like Giving me Tuesdays today, like, you know, end of year, like you're going to see nonprofits all over the place and using these types of things are definitely ways you can stand out that, you know, that can still feel authentic to you, right? So I love that um, these are simple ways to stand out. We don't have to be like, oh my gosh, we got to sink millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars into this thing to stand out or mail hard copies that's going to cost us more. You know what I mean? Like all of the things. So these are definitely, you guys, definitely embrace some of these ideas from today and let us know how it goes for your nonprofit, especially towards the end of your giving. So that would be exciting to see if you guys um, apply some of these (laughs) things you know, the wall of love, get your testimonial, video testimonials from your supporters and see if that really benefits. And that's something you can repurpose on social media, right? Like you can send out through emails. You can, you can use those again and again and again. So I love that so much. The wall of love. (laughs) So so people can find you at bonjoro.com and that's B-O-N-J-O-R-O.com. So bonjoro. And that is definitely going to be in the show notes too and linked underneath the YouTube video. So we'll have all of the links there. Is there anywhere else that you want people to find you or any last words before we close out?
0: If you have a great cause, hit us up. Uh, You can always find me, if you can't remember anything else, if you have LinkedIn. Type in Papa Bear. That's my official title. I think there's me and like two other people. I'm the guy in the bear seat. Yeah, you want,
1: you want, you want won't this. So Papa Bear. Um, at, uh, uh, that's just right on LinkedIn. Papa Bear.
0: That's it. Papa Bear okay. LinkedIn, and I'll, and I'll turn up looking like a weirdo But yeah, <laughs>
1: we're it. looking,
0: we're looking for good causes to back. They, please, they.
1: Well, we will send those good causes your way. Awesome. So yes, definitely. That is an open invitation, you guys. So definitely uh, do that. Because I like how your 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 company is really set up well. I like that you guys select a nonprofit to give to monthly. And you really see what you can support. So thank you for being so inspiring and being so progressive in what you guys do over there with contributing back to charities. We appreciate it here at Grant Writing and Funding. I know a lot of those. It's a pleasure. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And we'll definitely have you back when you guys have new things going on at Bonjoro.
0: No, I still...
1: I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode with Matt Barnett, mister Puffa bear himself. And just as a side note, I have recently become an affiliate for Bonjoro, so I do have some great links for you um, if you want to check them out. And when they have discounts and all the things that they offer affiliates, I can share those with you. All right, guys, jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 199. To get all of today's show notes so you can go ahead and see where all the links are, get a better view of what Bonjoro looks like and more. And let me know if you guys are your nonprofit and you start using Bonjoro, I would love to know. I would love to see what your donor results have been and how that helps grow your donor retention and your just uh, even first time donors. So please do let me know. Go ahead and visit grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash one nine nine. All right, guys! I'll see you next week on the Grant, Ready, and Funny podcast show.